0: I thought you were going to hit the, the intro music oh, okay. cool. no, no, We know, can do that beep,
1: boop, beep, boop, <laughs> beep, <boop. laughs> We just had, we, we just had um, Nick do it Hang on, hang on, hang on It's like pitch perfect <laughs> Alright, let me try this again I can't <laughs> wait to hear it now But <laughs> uh, I, I, well, For now, we'll just have to have the original one Damn
0: In the face Don't <laughs> Life, life, life. Hello listeners, this is your friendly neighbourhood, the boss, with Chung Ali, Cheer. and our special guest tonight is Nick Barker. Brett. Get yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> hey Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, so for those of you who don't know Nick, uh, Nick is a black belt now, under...
2: Uh, I'm under anchor. Under anchor? Yes.
0: Oh, I didn't know you
2: under anchor. Well, so many people wanted to sign off on it, <laughs> but I chose Anchor.
0: Oh, really? Can Anchor's you, th- great. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey from, because uh, you've been, you were walking around as a brown belt, seven stripes. Four years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's difficult to get graded when you don't have a coach. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. So and and the people that I was training with that were black belts, none of them, they were black belts. They're no, no, second degree black belts.
0: Yeah. So you need a second degree black belt. So uh,
2: now you need a third degree. Now you need a third?
0: Yeah, the rules changed at the end of last year. Wow. And so, curious, cu- curious, curious, when did you actually get your black belt? Last year. Because so I, n- I never saw it. never saw any posts. Is this like Ooh, a secret thing? Because it's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, are stalking your Facebook. What's going on, man? So are we breaking news then? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so breaking the news. many
2: people have got upset because I didn't make a post about it. That's oh. that's my journey, isn't it? You don't know what jiu-jitsu is all about. Oh, I missed yeah. it then. Yeah, sorry guys. That's all right. There was no ceremony. It's all there good was friends. nothing. It's all good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he just sort of tried to avoid the whipping. I don't I don't I don't do gauntlets. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my style. So Nick, you've been you've been in the Jiu Jitsu game for over a decade now. I don't think it's been that long, but thanks. <laughs> not trying to Feels say <laughs> And you're you're up from Melbourne, originally um, living in Melbourne. Yes, I was. And then moved up to the sunny Brisbane. Yep, it is sunny. Well, actually, it wasn't the first couple of weeks I was here. <laughs> it
2: was 2015, and you just had those storms that just ripped apart Brisbane.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that.
2: it was just cloudy and wet. For probably the first month that I was
0: here. I think my office ceiling collapsed in off those storms. <laughs> Everything collapsed no, off those storms. Terrible. So for those who don't know, Nick Nick also helps out with grappling industries in Australia. I do. And uh Nick originally is uh used to train down in Melbourne with Kitchdale. Kitchdale <laughs> and uh Craig Jones and under with Lachlan of Absolute. Um,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. I have trained with all of those people. <laughs>
0: So uh, tonight we're going to go through just a few a few questions, um, just to get to know you, get to know your nick and what you're doing. The biggest thing though that I was interested in and I wanted to bring back to this was why are you giving away PT lessons for free? Because I can. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. It's that simple. Yeah. When I started
2: jujitsu, I I think I'd just gone back to uh, study, yep. so I didn't have a lot of money, and. Um, there were people around then that realised that I was interested in jujitsu and had a bit of a passion for it already, and
0: they helped me out. So yeah. I don't know. I just feel like if if I can, why why shouldn't I? So if uh, people want to uh, get free lessons, just log onto your Facebook. <laughs> uh, it's t- there's time constraints that
2: you know I have to work within. No, um, yeah.
0: All right. But if you guys look up Nick Barker, you might be able to hit him up for a free lesson when he's giving them away. There's five uh, lessons, but they're all used up now, right? Uh, I have had such an influx, to be honest, since I posted that post,
2: Yeah. Uh, especially after Kichidelli, uh shared it on Instagram, and then all of a sudden the Instagram messages started coming through as well. Yeah, nice. Um, so, I think originally I was going to give away eight lessons. Yeah. I think I'm up to about 20. Yeah, <laughs> jeez some people I feel like they're you know they're again they're passionate about the jitsu yeah. so I feel like uh they can't really afford the time or the cost of it, so they've contacted me and given me their story, and i'm I want to help them
0: yeah nice, it's awesome um so can you tell us a little bit about your um in your journey as a would you consider yourself a martial artist or uh no. or an an athlete or what would you see yourself as it's a a hard one Uh, for me a martial artist
2: is somebody who focuses on the arts of warfare yeah that's definitely not me I'm a lover not a fighter (laughs) unless you want me to love you I'm a a fighter not a lover uh so I,
0: I, I just think that, for me, it's yep. sports, yep.
2: Uh, and I think that there is a
0: science to it. Yeah, and so when you got into jiu-jitsu, I, and now, there's a big thing about self-defense versus sports combats, Yep. and I guess where do you see, not just your style of jiu-jitsu, but um, the importance of uh, the fundamental philosophies of jiu-jitsu that you do? <sighs>
2: It's it's an interesting this is an interesting question. It's it's so deep, uh, very
0: philosophical, I guess. Um, I've always been curious. That's all. On my opinion on it? Yeah, because you know, I've seen you around on the mats and rolling, and you've got an opinion on everything. That's true. <laughs> so curious about your opinion on this. Uh, uh, sport
2: versus uh, sport versus defense, or sport yeah. versus
0: sport versus sport versus self defense, or sports versus the traditional. Yes. Look, as uh, sport versus self
2: defence, um, you know I, I see a lot of people telling us that uh, sports won't work as self defence. Do you really think that Ken Cornelius is going to try and pull worm guard on somebody <laughs> that's attacking him in the street? Probably not. I don't think so. Um, I think that any trained martial artist has an advantage over somebody who knows nothing. Yep. Uh,
0: so... For what if they're like, you're yeah, not a martial artist? <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> you had me stumped. <laughs> Checkmate. Uh,
2: so, I, I think that um, learning sport Yeah. It the way that our point system is um, given yep. is, for me, it seems to be the more points you get, the it's for um, your ability to attack your opponent. Yeah. So we take them down. It's two points. Yeah. You pass their guard because that's dangerous being inside their guard. Yeah. That's three points. Should be worth more. Yeah. Uh, you mount them or you take their back and it's worth four points. Yeah. Um, so you know, just as a hierarchy of of positions. As you advance forward. As you advance forward and yep. get more points, yep. you're going to understand how to um, actually be in combat. Yep. Uh, the thing with sport jiu-jitsu versus uh, a self-defence or a traditional jiu-jitsu, in sport, self def- uh, sport jiu-jitsu, we learn to beat people who know jiu-jitsu. Mm. Um, and that's quite difficult. Uh and in a self-defense or a traditional one, I think there's a little bit more emphasis on them not understanding jiu-jitsu.
0: Yeah, I never thought of it that way, actually. That's, that's a good answer. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, over the, so originally when you first started you, you in within four lessons you decided to jump in the biggest competition in Australia? Yeah, why not? Yeah, um, and you went straight to Packs? Why not? And your two weight divisions and two open weights. That's right. And how'd you go? I got smashed, <laughs> as one would expect. I had four lessons,
2: uh, but I, like from memory, I wasn't submitted. I lost all my fights on points. Yeah, I didn't understand the point system then. In fact. Back then, I was probably more focused on self-defense uh, <laughs> s- style of jiu-jitsu. Um, so, but yeah, they can mount me and whatever, but I might get a submission in the end, so I still win. Yeah, nice.
0: <laughs> uh, and as you, as you evolve through that and going through competitions, um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey from being a competitor through to, um, I guess, you're you're very much a mentor and coach to a lot of people now. And how would you evolve? Well, um, kind of. Feel w- kind of w- as a mentor. Look, I didn't start Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> until my late
2: 20s, early 30s. Yeah. I'm
0: not that old. <laughs> uh,
1: you look uh, mid-20s, uh, Max. Thank you. Marry me. <laughs> uh, second, so,
0: second I was gonna say 35. <laughs>
1: <but>. <laughs>
2: so uh, I had um, decided very early on that I was... Uh, Going to have a better career as a coach. I thought I'm in my 30s, I'm not going to become a world champion tomorrow, so I've got to be realistic. But maybe I can coach somebody who can be. So I focused more on the coaching. So I actually uh, went back to school and studied sport coaching. Oh, wow. Um. And then worked in multiple disciplines, so I was coaching, AFL, uh, basketball, netball, uh, tennis, uh, soccer, and sort of learned how to coach sport from that. Yeah. And then I try and use that now as as a way of coaching jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And I think that the sport coaching in general is a lot more advanced than martial arts coaching yeah Um, there seems to be idea that everyone's got that if you've got a black belt you can coach jujitsu. yeah but I've found along the way that you know that's just not true and I've had people uh, ask me well where should I go train because my coach now is only a purple belt he can't teach me anything I need a black belt yeah And to me, it's just like I don't understand that idea. Like if your coach is a good coach, he'll be able to coach you no matter what his level is. Uh, If he understands how to coach properly. And um, the other one was that people would want like world champion. I need a world champion to coach me because I want to be a world champion. And my response to those people is, do you think that, Roger Federer's tennis coach beats him at tennis. Do you think that Tiger Woods' golf coach beats him in a game of golf? It doesn't happen like that. There are professional sport coaches out there, and that's what you should be trying to find. People Mm. who are good coaches, not going off the back of their credentials as athletes. Because I found too often that athletes can do, they can't teach. Isn't that that old saying, you know, there's the can... Yeah. Do and those that can't teach. Yeah. Ooh, here I am teaching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. Over, so over the years, um, going through your career uh, as a competitor coach, what what was the passion? What was the driver that made you decide? Or at what point did you decide that this was the career for you to become a coach?
2: <sighs> a drunken night <laughs> with an ex-girlfriend and my sister. <laughs> Okay. oh yeah. my sister sat me down and asked me what i was doing with my life um and at that time i think the only thing that was really making me happy in my life was jujitsu and i decided that i can either keep working in the nine to five sort of yeah. arena that i was working in what were you doing S- before stuff okay okay uh, <laughs> Ten yeah. bucks is ten bucks. <laughs> uh, I, I've i had a lot of... Um, uh, I think this would be my third career change. Yeah. Right. Like as in career change. I've had jobs, but as in career change, uh, I left school and was working in restaurants. I'd done my pre-apprenticeship as a chef whilst I was at high school. And um, I went on to do engineering... And I'd worked in an engineering firm for about
0: three or four years. That's completely different to shipping. (laughs) chefing. Yeah,
2: I like a sea change or a green change, whatever (laughs) you want to call it. Uh, Yeah, it is different. Um, But I think I needed a big change from being in restaurants. And then I think I needed a big change from being in um, engineering firms. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I just decided that that was the way that I wanted to go (laughs) and with some you know a little bit of uh, convincing from other people around me I decided okay I'm going
0: to give this a good shot yeah nice so talking about talking to you earlier uh, you've been quite fortunate um, to have grown up in your jiu-jitsu crew with a lot of good jiu-jitsu players very good jiu-jitsu players Um, can you just tell us some of the guys you've been training with or you get to see every day well Every day. It's a little bit different now, I, <laughs> just because of my lifestyle.
2: Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I started off with people at Peter De Beans great school, yeah. uh, a lot of clubs across Australia, but I was at the headquarters down in St Kilda in Melbourne. So we had um, names like Big Mick Wilson, Angus Friend. Um, yeah. uh, later on, we had that kitchen alley coming through. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then I started uh, training fairly exclusively with Kit, and through Kit met a lot of other people. So um, Abmar Barbosa, uh, Antonio Carlos Junior, taught me everything I know about the uh, Barambolo <laughs> um, What was his nickname? Shoeface. Shoeface. <laughs> Carlos Pata. Shoeface. Ah, uh, Um and then you know Lachlan Giles, of course, mm-hmm. uh, who's not only a great competitor, he's also a great coach. Yeah. Um, and you know, down the line, you've got your Lachlan, uh, Craig Jones. <laughs> that guy hasn't won anything for what three years? I think I've
1: heard. I've heard that name
0: around. I think. Hack <laughs>
2: <laughs> still hasn't beaten me in a comp.
0: <laughs> so. Um, so you come from, I guess now, a great gym down at ma One Absolute MMA. What inspired you to end up coming to Brisbane?
2: Uh this was an interesting move for me. Yeah. Um, Tristar MMA. Yeah, right. That was the big move for me. Tristar had opened up in Brisbane, and they were looking for a coach, and I applied, got the position. Dang. It's yeah. cool. It was. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah made contact with for us that's always <laughs> awesome <laughs> oh, that's so cool uh, and, and then later on working with Grappling Industries uh, David Aguzzi the um, president the owner of Grappling Industries mm. he is a TriStar um, member as well Yeah. so he was in close contact with for us too so it was quite good to meet up with him through yeah, that that's cool that
0: avenue as well so um, talking about Grappling Industries uh, you've you head up grappling industries in Australia, or can you tell me a bit about that? So
2: Ben Hodgkinson's the uh, <laughs> he's definitely the big boss in Australia. He's the um, the the president of the, of, of Australian um, branch. Uh, There's branches. I mean, if you know about grappling industries, a big round
0: robin competition. It's yep. a great competition that I'm fully behind and fully support. Because I quite like the the format of it. Because you don't, you, if you're not. You don't necessarily rock up for one fu- one fight and then go home.
2: With a round-robin format, it's fantastic. Yep. So you're going to go home, like, even if you're into just one division and there's only one other person, you're still going to have two fights. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's an absolute minimum. There's some divisions where you've got 20-plus fighters. Yeah. So, you know, some of the fighters in that one are having over eight bouts just for that um, yeah, division. Awesome. Yeah. And then they're doing probably three other divisions yeah. on top of that.
0: Yeah, So you get a lot of value from
2: entering the competitions. Big bang for buck, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it started off with a David Aguzi over in uh, Montreal. Yep, yeah. And it has grown. The first expansion came across to Australia where Ben Hodgkinson heads it. Um, he's based in Melbourne. He's also a fantastic black belt. Uh, if you sort of watch his competition records or even his fights he's always doing quite well um and then uh ben sort of contacted me and sort of got me on board sort of helping out so i've always helped with the production of that that competition um which is a lot of travel for me but i love it
0: wouldn't have it any other way Um, i'm always seeing you jet set everywhere all these posts on facebook and instagram that's, That's jujitsu lifestyle, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not something I'd suggest anyone just jump into <laughs> without thinking about it. Yeah, put some real thought into before you become a jiu-jitsu person. I'm waiting for the poster of the yogi pants on. <laughs> you missed that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, and now they've expanded across to the US as well. Uh, Marcos Flores is is the head of uh, Grappling Industries over there, and. They're doing fantastic. They seem to have a competition every week mm. um, with two, four, six hundred people competing.
0: Yep. Um, so, where mm. to next for, for you and your crew in Australia? Oh, Ben's crew. We've part of Ben's. Well, I'm just propping on Ben now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we couldn't get Ben's. So. That's
2: fair enough. No, nah, we're just joking. Always take the second best. You, you couldn't get Lockie. You couldn't get Kit. You couldn't get Kids Craig. in the States. You couldn't get Ben. Oh, i the next best, I guess. Thanks. Uh, where to next? Yep. Uh, I'm actually quite happy continuing on this little path that I've created yep. for a little while. Yeah. Um, Sort of coaching uh, at a few gyms in, in Brisbane, um, uh, Artswave being the main one, um, BTC over in Kelvin Grove, um, and then also sort of doing a lot of privates. I'd say a lot more work comes from the privates.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we'll take a quick break and then when we come back, Nick's going to share us. Three life lessons, and also tell us about that heart condition.
2: All right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, three life lessons? No joke, life, life.
0: That is the best contrast. So, welcome back, guys. Talking off air with Nick, I came across some interesting content that I really want to ask and get Nick to share with. Which was. It's going to cost you. It cost me a. A burger without a bun, really. <laughs> that's right. that's, a, so that's, that's the newest
1: trend, right? The latest trend, the bunless burger. Oh, the
0: thing, um, Damn hipsters, they're trying to take everything. <laughs>
1: You're taking away my bun, man. It's
0: like the exact opposite of vegan, right? Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. You know what? Actually, um, I've come back around. I like this new bun. <laughs> Vegans can suck my titties, man. <laughs>
0: So we're just talking about um, when Nick and Kit used to train jiu-jitsu and how often they would train um, and leads up to competitions and so forth. And you brought something up which I thought was quite interesting. In which part? Um, the fact that you only trained two days a week. That was all we could make. So you could, could make as well, like could afford or could get to class for? Well.
2: Um, a bit of all of the above. Yeah. Uh, I was a student. Um, I don't know what Kit was doing at the time. I think he was sort of fumbling around like, uh, benefits. like a 17-year-old a boy in the dark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I, I
2: don't yeah, I can't speak for Kit, uh, but we both lived so far away from the gyms in the city. Uh, it was easy, a three-hour round trip for us. Well. Uh, Probably a little bit more, but um, it wasn't easy to get to and from the gyms. Yeah. So it was just a lot easier to go in there twice a week. Yeah.
0: Do our little training sessions and that was it. Oh, that's pretty amazing. And so you are talking before about the whole um, some training some of your students, or a number of your students from white to blue in a very short period of time. Yes. Uh, Can can you tell us about these concepts versus techniques? Okay. Because now you you just said before that you you bring that across to a lot of your private students.
2: And I definitely do. Uh, What uh, Kit and I... I mean, uh, we sort of discovered it around about the same time. And this is why we sort of, in my opinion, uh, I'm sure he's got a different opinion, uh, (laughs) why we sort of got along well when we started like when I first met him I was like who is this egotistical piece of (laughs) crap like this guy's a piece of shit I hate him Um, and I sort of avoided him for quite a while and then
0: he kept on following you home
2: yeah pretty much I'd find him down dark alleys and things like that Uh, but he'd we'd be sitting out at a cafe or something waiting for classes to start um, because that's what we would do is that it's a melbourne thing right? it's a melbourne thing uh so we'd be sitting down in in, in a cafe and we'd just start talking about techniques and jujitsu in general and then we sort of found out that we were sort of on the same wavelength and it was the first time where i discussed my ideas about how jujitsu is and how it should be taught that somebody actually agreed so I was like, oh wow, okay, maybe it's not just a douchebag, maybe he actually <laughs> yeah. knows something. So we just dis- started discussing it more and more and more, and then found out that, oh hang on, we we are on the same line, yep. which was brilliant. Uh, what we were finding is that we'd go to a jiu class, we'd uh, learn a technique, we'd try it a few times, uh, and it, for me it never worked. Uh, I don't know about, probably Kit could get it to work, I don't know, but... Um, I was like, okay, well, why aren't these techniques working? They work for other people. Why don't they work for me? And for me, the first time I sort of noticed, I was like, hang on, how does my uh, coach pass the way that he does with his upper body? Um, And I had a look at him and his big, thick arms, big, broad shoulders, big chest, quite a strong upper body, and then his skinny little legs. Whereas on'm the opposite <laughs> uh, tidy arms, no chest uh, and thick legs, and so I was like, okay, well, there must be some kind of underlying factor that I'm not seeing in the technique that is making it work. Um, and so I started to sort of look for some kind of fundamental cause of te- any any given technique for working. Uh, I remember the first time I sort of really noticed it. It was a blue belt competition. Oh, well, I was a blue belt in a competition. <laughs> and um, I was trying to sweep a guy, and still to this day, he's just one of the strongest people I've ever grappled with. Uh, only, I think we were maybe 73 kilos. And um, I'd, I'd wrapped up like uh, both his hands, and I had one of his legs, and I just could not sweep him i was using the technique that i'd been sort of focused on and then i sort of realized hang on a second like the more of his bases that i can connect collect the easier the sweep is and then all of a sudden he fell and i was like okay so it's not necessarily a technique that i need to be after what was happening there was exactly the same way kit explains it now it's exactly the same way that i would explain it now if i'm looking for something like a sweep I'm realistically only looking for, um, three ingredients, uh, I'm taking away their ability to post, I'm breaking their posture, and then I'm looking for some kind of leverage point. So in this fight, I needed to get all four of his, his posts before I could actually lever him over, uh probably a blue belt mistake (laughs) Uh, but now that I can sort of look at it and understand it more it was like okay well now that I can understand this I can collect those three ingredients on anyone and sweep them and it was started to work and so uh, we sort of started to look at more of the concepts and the uh, fundamentals behind the techniques rather than the techniques why do things work like why does that technique work Uh, how does it work and then once you can understand that we found that we could apply that to any position we didn't need a technique from from four different positions we could use the same concept to apply to those four different positions and we sort of went away from that traditional style of drilling constantly and building that muscle memory um, to to get the techniques rather we'd focus more on the concepts and the underlying uh, fundamentals of the technique that made it work. Uh, and Kit's done a great job of breaking it down. Uh, so rather than focusing on the techniques, we started to teach our students the concepts behind those techniques and the, f- and the fundamentals that, that underlie the techniques. Um, and Kit's broken it down quite well mathematically uh, and so I'll ask the questions now how yeah. long does it take how many hours does
0: it take to develop muscle memory uh, you could depending on what the movement is you could do it within a few minutes isn't it 10,000 hours to success isn't that what they say <laughs> I'm just thinking of like when you're talking about like a sweep or something
1: oh, until like you're on autopilot yeah. or? or like so if uh, f- so, if if A... Maybe I'm just special. That's <laughs> just <laughs> extra talented. So, like, if A, then B. Yeah. Like, and then, and then you can just... Do it. ...present it with it. Like a... Yeah. Like a uh, what's it called? Like a, a trigger and response. Yep.
2: Automation. I have no idea how long that takes. So, I usually say about 10,000 hours. Really? Yeah. I, I, I'm i going to estimate less. I'm going to say... Uh, agree with Kit and say it's between three and 5,000 hours. Wow. Of practice before something becomes completely uh, automated. Oh. Uh, And then you sort of have a look at it, like uh, how many areas of jiu-jitsu are we sort of looking at, positions or or, or scenarios. Okay. And let's just round it off. Uh, You know, you've got your takedowns, passing guard, sweeps, controlling positions, blah, blah, blah. So we'd say about 15 different scenarios or areas that we're going to be able to apply to. Yep. Uh, So... um, How many positions are there inside these areas? Like how many positions are there inside your stand-up game? How many positions are there inside your um, guard game? Um, So we'll say around 25, give or take 10 or so. Okay, we're not going to go too extreme. We're going to try and make it as easy as we possibly can. Uh, How many techniques from inside each of these areas? Let's just round it off and say a nice simple 100. And that's pretty easy, okay? Um, So there's 15 areas of jiu-jitsu that we're going to look at with 25 positions inside each of these areas with 100 techniques in each of these um, positions. So you've got 15 times 25 times 100. That's 37,000 techniques. Boom, right there, easily. And it's going to take you around three to five thousand reps before you're gonna get good at it. Okay. Do you wanna know what that is? It's a hundred and eighty-seven and a half million <laughs> reps yeah. for your muscle memory but to yeah. learn jujitsu as a whole. You might be able to specialize in one area, yeah. okay, but to learn jiu-jitsu as a whole, and we we do like our students to be have a whole game rather than being specialists. Yeah. Uh so let's just break that down even further. Let's just say you can do about 500 reps per class, and that's pretty generous, because not many uh, jujitsu practitioners actually have the discipline to do that.
1: Yeah. All right. There's Maybe. some people
2: out there that can do that. I'd uh, be lucky to get to 10. <laughs> you know, coach says, "Okay, go off and practice this." You do it like three, four times and then you're just sitting down having got a chat with your mate. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, I've yeah, got yeah. to story worry about it. <laughs> Especially uh, the next,
0: Professor Nick's teaching <laughs> <laughs> Those techniques don't work, so we <laughs> can waste your time.
2: Uh, so 500 reps for a class and it's going to take you about uh, 375,000 classes. Man, imagine if you're the coach, you're going to make some good coins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but then you take into account that you've got to train... You let's just say really generously again. Yeah. You train twice a day for a year. Twice a day, every day for the year. Yeah. There's 513 years of training. Wow. Right there <sighs> to learn jiu is is actually not physically or or humanly possible. Yeah. Okay. So if you start focusing more on the concepts, uh, I found a, a lot higher success rather than learning the procedural. Memory. Step one. Step two. Step three. Making declarative memory. Knowing okay. what you're doing. Yeah. And why you're doing it. Yeah. And 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 that's pretty much the f- for me. Um,
0: the that's the underlying factor behind the success of our students. Yeah. Wow. It's excellent. That's deep. And there's a dude And did you say that you're you've got a a book coming out soon? No. Okay, don't worry Let's about that. skip that. <laughs> you heard it here first.
1: Breaking news again. So,
0: <laughs> got to learn for right first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Too so, busy doing jiu-jitsu, man. So <laughs> Too one, busy doing maths well, and jiu-jitsu. One of the questions
0: I've got, um, I've, I've known you for a little while now and uh, I've had the uh, opportunity to roll, roll with you and, and you've taught me a lot uh, during our rolls. Taught me how to do a footlock. That was fantastic. I um, couldn't believe that you were a brown belt that had never done a footlock before. Mate, didn't need it. Um, <laughs> and now you do. How's that catch up coming? Still only got that one technique. We'll have to hopefully get that PT session happening. Um, One's better than none. But During the role, um, obviously, we uh, talked about your heart, your, your heart condition, oh, and what yeah. you got going there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I've always been curious.
2: All right, so it was uh, 2000, it must have been 2012. Maybe. I think I was maybe a blue belt, a purple belt. I can't really go back that far. Let's see my past and i try trying to look back <laughs> on it. Uh, so I was coaching at Kit's um, gym uh, in Lilydale, which is about an hour and a half out of Melbourne. It's, it was called the uh, War Factory. Uh, it was a fantastic, fantastic uh, place with a lot of talent going through that gym. Um, we're, you know, again, we're out in the middle of nowhere, an hour and a half out of Melbourne, and world champions were coming. World champions were coming from uh, overseas, coming and training with us. It was, it was a fantastic time. Uh, it was, l- it must have been late November. In whatever year, 2012, 2013. I was actually uh, just finished rolling with um, Kit's cousin, uh, Michael Shaw, who was was one of our students as well. Really tough guy. Tougher than Kit, that's for sure. Um, And uh, we just finished rolling, and I remember kneeling on the edge of the mat and tying my belt. And... uh, Michael had gone to the toilet and then I woke up face down on the mat just drenched with sweat and I was like what the hell and I couldn't really remember that back that far so I remember thinking to myself at the time has has Michael just choked me unconscious and left me on the mat that's something Kit would do. This whole family is just pieces of shit. Just the, the parents and the brothers that don't do jiu-jitsu, they are the only ones that have got any respect for people. Uh, and, and I just thought, the, I don't know what's going on. And then Michael came out of the toilets and I was like, dude, what happened? Like, I just woke up. He goes, no, no, I was in the toilet. I was like, oh, okay. Look, it's, it's 44 degrees in Melbourne, dry heat. It was, it was hot and it had been a bit of a, a long run on the heat so I thought okay maybe it's just the hot weather I'm a bit tired I must have just passed out just through exhaustion and then uh I remember training at another club the next week I'm going to give a shout out Perkins Jiu-Jitsu down in Melbourne as well uh, great club great family environment um but I'd been training there and again it happened and I just woke up on the mats after, like I think I'd just swept somebody and then sort of woke up on the mats and sort of thought, what the hell's going on? And I didn't really think, it was still like in this heatwave, so I was like, oh jeez, this heatwave's really knocked me around. Uh, I'd never done that before because I love the heat, hence moving to Brisbane. Uh, so i didn't really think much of it and then the next week i was back at perkins jiu-jitsu and i remember feeling a little bit faint rolling and i said to my partner look i'm gonna have to stop and sort of walked out tried to sort of stand up and get some air and um walked out into the office and then was walking back in like maybe a 20 meter walk from the office to the mats and uh probably about four meters away from the mats i sort of saw all my like Clothes and stuff piled up on the floor where I'd got changed and I was like, oh, look, I'm just going to lie down there. Didn't make it. I woke up again in a pool of sweat on somebody else's clothes and, um, and then I was sort of like, okay, this this isn't right. Something's going on and I don't know what it is. I should go get checked out. Uh, long story short, it, it got really bad, like really bad where... Uh, I had to actually take two years off completely, did not step onto a map. Well, wow. um, It was a horrible time for me. Uh, the doctors basically wanted me uh, bedridden for the entire time. Um, they couldn't really explain it. There were a couple of diagnoses early. Uh, any ECGs weren't coming up with anything, just a slight irregularity in, in a heartbeat. Um... Uh, stress tests weren't really coming up with anything. The first thing they put it down to was sick sinus syndrome, but I sort of thought sick sinus syndrome. I get choked all the time, and I don't pass out. Like that's one of the tests in the sick sinus syndrome. Uh, syndrome is they actually apply pressure to the carotid arteries, yeah. and people pass out quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, another one is the tilt table, and I could usually lie down and stand back up without having any issues and um so i was like okay i don't think it's that uh that was that would have been great because that's an easy fix that's just yep. pacemaker yeah um and yeah it started getting pretty bad where i was passing out like walking my dog washing my car yeah. uh having showers uh i realistically like when the doctors were like you have to stop doing anything that triggers this i was like well that's pretty much everything that involves living that's not getting out of bed Uh, and I yeah couldn't do much at all so I um, after a little while I'd sort of gone to some other specialists other cardiologists Um, I'd had an implant put in uh, as a permanent uh, heart rate monitor Uh, but it's measuring basically every single uh, electric impulse in my heart And they came back and they were like, Okay, we've found it. It is uh it's it's called vasovagal syncope. Now if you type that into the net, bring that up, Jamie. <laughs> uh yep, that's it right there. Uh thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, so uh what that is is basically if you've ever fainted, that is vasovagal syncope. But some people suffer from it from an absolute extreme version and this was one of them where it's basically the central nervous system can't regulate my heart so especially during something like uh, physical exertion uh, my heart rate was going up to about 220 beats per minute wow and then uh, massive drop in blood pressure usually a normal person's going to pick up the heart rate um, to bring that blood pressure back Okay, I couldn't do that, so instead my heart just stopped.
1: Oh, fuck. Uh,
2: It was stopping from anywhere from 5, 10, maybe 30 seconds. And by that stage, I'm unconscious on the floor anyway. Uh, Once they sort of figured out that that was the problem, like they actually sort of encouraged me to get more data. They were like, maybe if you can sort of try and slow it down so we can sort of see exactly what's going on. and uh, slowing it down was basically me laying on my back, feet up in the air, trying to bring the blood back out of my legs into, into my um, chest and head to, to raise that blood pressure again. Yeah. Um, and that was the most painful thing that I think I've probably ever gone, gone through when you actually feel your heart stop and you're consciously feeling your heart stop. Oh. Uh, it was much better just passing out because I just wake up. But when you're actually physically sitting there focusing on your heart stopping it was it was pretty nasty yeah. and, uh, I remember when I first went back to training um I was training actually under Yuri Samos, yeah. uh check map and um and, <coughs> and it was happening a fair bit then still, but I was just like, I can't like Life without jujitsu, who wants to live that? Yeah. So I was, I was making sure that I was going in and sort of at least partaking in some of the classes. But I remember one night just passing out on top of other students, like as we were sitting there at the end of class having a discussion, and I just passed out across like three or four people's laps. The next thing I knew, I was sort of just coming back to consciousness. Uh, they'd sort of taken my top off, pouring some water over me, fanning oh, me down and my brother was there as well and they were like oh should we call an ambulance we'll call an ambulance let's get an ambulance over here now my brother's like don't call an ambulance he'll be fine i'm actually quite grateful that no one's ever called an ambulance so if i pass out don't call an ambulance (laughs) i'll come good the doctors have have, too uh, much whiskey again (laughs) (laughs) the doctors have promised me it won't kill me so so i just have to be a little bit cautious so shen you know from rolling with me it's not a massively like, physical thing yeah um I, I i rarely break a sweat and almost just because he's rolling into me really <laughs> 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 he's like, he's like it's no competition no that's not true at all. <laughs> i rarely break a sweat and often uh won't more often than not i don't get, well actually it's incredibly rare that I would get puffed I try not to push myself that much because I know that, that sort of physical exertion is going to trigger it still yeah. um, so I just try and you know maintain positions use correct uh, body alignments things like that yeah. rather than trying to be
0: athletic yeah. over people I just can't do that anymore yep yeah. okay oh, very very good for, thank you for sharing and I'm trying to read I'm trying to read up about it at the same time to to understand the I'll give you a quick rundown It's shit <laughs> <laughs> Vessel,
2: syncope. That's the one syncope. Does that
1: give you a different um, Perspective I guess On jiu Knowing that you can't You can't rely on Your athleticism um, On my jiu-jitsu yeah. Yes On my students
2: jiu No Okay Because they're in competition They yep. are against other athletes They need to be athletic Yep so while still focusing on getting um, their um, fundamentals and their basics correct, their positioning correct, I, I also put an emphasis on them on, on being able to be athletic.
1: In a, like in a strange way, does that improve your, like, your jiu-jitsu theory in any way? Or does it? Is it? What does it do? Anything? Uh like basically,
2: because I had to sit down for two years and think about it. Yeah, but that'd <laughs> <like laughs> the only way that are that you, happened. Are you like a Helio? <laughs> <laughs>
1: but what, I, what I'm trying to get at is like, um, like, are there any benefits of because you know that um, you know you've you've got these um, sort of deficits in you know because you're gonna pass out if you puff yourself out. Like, how does that change your game? Um,
2: um I think I've become like. Uh, you know uh my i guess the 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 person that i looked up to when i started jiu jitsu uh and i would say that i had a similar style to him because i kind of copied it uh was was tedday who was very athletic uh i can't do that anymore but i can still look at Tedede's the techniques that he was using and break those concepts down and apply them to my own jiu jitsu mm-hmm. um uh, I'd, 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 I think you'd have to ask my trading partners. Yeah, right. uh, I'm, I'm 100% certain that uh, people like uh, Lach- uh, Lachlan and Craig and Kit aren't going to get the, their run for their money that they'd like <laughs> uh, off me. Um, but if they slow it down, I'm sure that I can offer at least one or two um, technical um, problems for them that yep. they need to address
0: yep. Shen yep. Uh, well, how do you find rolling with me that's oh, fun get to learn learn new things it's a good pace I like it old man pace That's it's good no it's really good um, and I think that that in itself that because you do have a lot of uh, technical knowledge it's quite interesting because instead of trying to be super physical to control it or use my weight because I may have a couple kilos over here <laughs> Um, barely <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I, I, do, I do see it um, and I do see the skill down there as well and that's why I myself try to slow it down so I can uh, pick up some of those tricks mm. or concepts no tricks <laughs> um, so I see that as from from the injury or from the condition um, what do you think and I think this is what Chong was trying to allude to what lessons or what uh, how has it changed the perspective in terms of um, how you might translate some of the learnings through to your students like does it enable you to
2: okay Uh, uh, one thing that I really sort of uh, noticed was that um, people uh, in the gyms you know they train the same all the time yeah Okay? they set one pace and they train that way their entire time it doesn't matter if they're, they're in three weeks before a competition or six months before a competition they seem to keep that same pace and train the same way for me that's kind of counterproductive yeah. okay? uh, as you lead into competitions maybe six to eight weeks out Yeah, going at that full competition pace is really good because you you understand that that's the pace you're going to be keeping in the competition. Yep. People aren't going to make it easy for you. They're not going to um, slow down and use pure technique. If they can explode, they're going to explode. Yep. And in that off-season period or out-of-competition period, that's where your skill acquisition should be doing happening. Okay? So... Rather than focusing on on being athletic and beating people and getting those taps in the gym, what you should be doing is adding more skills. All right. So that that well that was one thing that I sort of noticed is I slowed down so much that I could just focus on adding more and more and more skills. I've got two now. <laughs> no, uh, I, I just, two more than me, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I I think that. For me, it made me slow down and sort of uh, really sort of look at jujitsu um, as a whole. Uh, I, I would call it macro jujitsu, yep. jitsu Sort of what's your end goal and how you're going to get there. Uh, rather than that micro jiu-jitsu of like a, put your hand two inches here below <laughs> their ribs and... And the other hand goes like behind their ear just in that perfect <laughs> position only with two fingers still, and the palm has to be facing down uh it,
0: it sort of it made me slow down and sort of really think about things like that so um i'd count that as your second life lesson so the first one was the concepts. the second one is um the way you put your palm down on people <laughs> and what would be the what would be the final life lesson that you'd, you'd probably have to uh to share in your journey um i've done a lot of stuff
2: yeah i've done some things (laughs) okay (laughs) some things i'm proud of some things that we're not (laughs) discussing okay (laughs) uh just the same as everyone else in their in their life as well so one thing that has sort of made me sort of uh, one thing that i've sort of realized is that i don't have any regrets of anything that i've done Mm. because i've done them okay There are lessons to be learned okay but what I will regret is not doing things so one thing that I'll always do is if somebody asks for something or somebody needs something I'm going to put my hand up and I'm going to jump in and do it um I do try and do a lot of charity work yeah I mean this year it's been a little bit slow uh but you know last year I flew from Melbourne to Brisbane to take part in that uh 24 hour grapple thon for um Oh, yeah. Five. Shout out to Alive. Alive, great Shout cause.
0: Alive. Um, so I Dexter, think I, are you listening in? I hope he's, he is. Here's your, your rap. Shout out uh, to Dexter. A
2: fantastic cause, and I was happy to be part of it, but yeah. I think I'd been up for probably 20 hours before <laughs> I started <laughs> for 24 hours. Uh, so it was uh, a little bit rough, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm 100% certain that I'm still recovering from <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, that was good, though. But I'd rather you know jump in and do that mm. and and be part of something like that than than say oh no no I'm, you know um, I'm going to be too tired yeah you know I can it's sleep awesome. later I don't care <laughs> <laughs> I'll sleep when I'm dead let's be honest that's a great call I was going to say that too
0: um, no but you because the, that was very interesting because before when I was talking to you in the break um, and I asked you a similar sort of question to it and your response was just say yes to everything I try to if you could tell you if you could tell your younger self um, some advice in the future. Just say yes. Just, just say yes. Do it. Yeah. Do yeah. it. You've got an opportunity. Do it. Take it. All no, right? no matter how big and greasy it is. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> does does not matter. Do you grip that thing with two hands <laughs> and go for it.
0: So, um, just to wrap it up, <laughs> maybe we should cut that part out. Um, just to wrap it up, we've got some white belt questions. Let's do this. Coming from the corner. Yeah. Um,
1: sort of going off the uh, sort of the more conceptual driven um, I guess lessons that you um, are teaching to your students the question I guess I'm asking is like how would you coach your students to be a good student do you know what I mean like what is one thing like a, a student could do to make your job easier for them to accelerate their learning
2: uh, there's certain things that I sort of uh, ask my students to do like I do like them to bring a notepad to class yeah Um, and take the notes right then and there rather than, you know, even waiting until they get out to their car after class and forgetting 10 details and then not understanding the concept that I've just taught. Uh, That's one thing that I really sort of emphasise. I'm not really, I don't do any filming of any techniques or anything like that, you know, be hard... Hard time trying to find anything of me on the interwebs. Yeah, well, we're gonna change that after uh, today. I try, <laughs> try, I try and keep a low profile. Yeah, everybody's heard of Kitchen <laughs> Give him the profile. Yeah. Okay, he wants yeah. it. I don't.
1: So, so if I t- say I'm gonna have a private with you, I'll turn up with a notepad. Hey, you are gonna. Yes, have a I'm private gonna. I'm me. totally gonna have. a... And we're gonna have. We're gonna film it too. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. Really
1: cool. So I'll turn up with a notepad. Yes. I'm taking notes. Yes. Camera. Um, you know, and. Like what? What else is there? If, um, I'm sitting there. I'm I'm paying attention. Like, but what? Sort of like, how would you prime my brain to receive the information? Like, what is? What are the things that I need to do? What are the things that I need to get ready for?
2: Okay. So so coming with an open mind. Yep. Okay. I do have a different teaching technique to anything else that you've probably ever come across. Yeah. Um, that's uh, you know something that a lot of people say they've said they've never been taught like that. Again, for me, uh, like we were talking about in the break. It is andragogy, I'm trying to teach you a skill that you can pass on to other people as well. yeah um, I'm not going to give you uh five techniques that may or may not work. I'm going to help you understand uh so 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 it's for me it's it's the same as any um uh cerebral endeavor um, same as you know going back to university and learning any anything there. Uh, I've never been to uni so okay I have High no
1: school. idea man I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> never went ed- there either man <laughs> education is important <laughs> stay in <Ooh>. school <laughs> don't, <laughs> <go laughs> don't you be asking wipe up questions yeah. on a podcast man. Uh,
2: okay so 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 have an open mind um, uh, you know um, but I mean one thing that I really want you to focus on is is like have something in your mind that you want to work on okay and, and work on that, like, with, you know, your fullest, okay? Don't, don't just half-ass things. I just can't... It actually kind of freaks me out when people do something half-assed. It's like, well, why even bother? Mm. Do it and do it well or yeah. don't do it at all. Uh, I, I do get a lot of uh, criticism on that as well because people see me doing things, like, in my, uh, my own life um you know my little hobbies and they're yeah. like well why do you do that like that and it's like well i'm doing it so i may as well do it properly i don't want to half-ass it yeah um you know my latest thing at the moment is i'm building an el- uh, electric skateboards um so I've, I've thrown myself into a deep end i have no experience with <laughs> <in> electronics <laughs> so it, it's been a huge learning curve and but it's, it's been very rewarding as well yeah um I think um, mine's faster than anything on the market. That's for sure, <laughs> uh, and a greater range.
1: Yeah. Uh, so. Um, so invest fully, hundred percent, into. Yeah, um,
2: I mean, well, it's just, it's the just same with anything. Are you gonna? Uh, you're. Well, you're not paying, but if you're going to pay for a private from me, you want your money's worth. Mm. Okay, I can only give you the information. Okay, you have to, you know, make that information yours and make it work for you. Yeah. So come in, you know, be prepared to take some notes, be prepared to, you know, maybe have some ideas that you're not familiar with thrown at you and and try and take them on board. Be very critical. Always be critical. Right. And be very self critical. Yep. As well. If you're gonna analyse yourself and try and get better, you have to be self critical. Too many people
0: Mm.
2: this is one thing that I love about jujitsu. And I've asked students, oh, can you show me how to do this? And they're like, oh, I know how to do that. It's like, well, why don't you show me? Oh, I already know how. I'm like, well, I don't like your attitude, for starters. Yeah. Because you're telling me you know how to do something. There's a big difference between knowing how to do something on a theoretical basis and actually doing something. Yeah. So this is, this is uh, within jiu-jitsu. You can't lie you can tell me that you know 10 sweeps, but when we get on the mats and you don't do those 10 sweeps, I'm going to know you're a liar. Yeah. And I'm going to think less of you. I really yeah. am. <laughs> I'm like, this dude's lying to me. He's wasting my fucking time. Yeah. Why am I giving him information? Why am I giving him something that other people would actually appreciate and take something from? Yeah. So, so come in with, with an open mind yeah. and, and with, a, with a, a, a course that you've set for yourself. What do you want? Right. And I'm gonna help you get there. Okay. I'm just a guide. I'm. Not, I don't. I don't do anything else. I just, you know, point you in the right direction.
1: Yeah. So, so if I'm like, let's say I'm brand new at Jiu-Jitsu, like just never done any rolling at all ever. Right. Oh, worst night, mate. Which is pretty much what <laughs> what you're gonna get. <laughs> but let's say a brand new Jiu-Jitsu player that stepped onto the mat with you and go, oh, hey, coach. Um, look, man, I'm brand new at this. Like, what's the one most important thing? that you would encourage me to work on conceptually. Like you know, we've been on this path down about con- concepts and sort of less about techniques, but conceptually what's the one most thing that you would encourage me to like direct most of my attention to?
2: Um understanding a hierarchy of attack and of defense. Okay, which I will teach you. And um it's, it's that's quite simple because they're complete mirrors um to attack or to defend. You just mirror each other. It's reverse engineering. Yeah. Um, uh, and also, um, you know, one thing that I, I, I find that a lot of people don't understand is that jujitsu makes people dumb. It makes them stupid. Um, if we were doing any other combat sport, like let's just say we're boxing, and I come charging at you with a cocked fist, you expect to get that 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 punch to be thrown right yeah in jujitsu i grab a couple of grips on your lapel and one on your calf something like that you let it go you just keep on fighting through blah 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 blah. next thing you know you're getting swept and choked yeah. it's like why didn't you address that cocked fist i see what you're saying yeah okay so you have to understand that combat sports uh, all have uh fundamentals that, that cross over they're all the same yeah um uh, one thing that I can tell you right now is like just uh, look at attack versus defense. If you're attacking, let's just say we're boxing. We start on opposite sides of the ring. You want to punch me in the face? What's the first thing that you have to do? You move forward. You have to close that distance. Yep. Okay. Now let's just say I just I'm just defending, or maybe I'm coming after you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to close the distance. Yeah. What's the easiest way for you to defend? just move away yep keep that distance maintain that distance right Right. generally speaking in combat sports you you want to attack someone you take away the space Mm. you want to defend it's easy to make space it really crosses over to jiu-jitsu well if I'm trying to attack you I'm going to take away all your space so you can't move and then I'm going to do whatever I want yep if I was trying to defend I'm going to make space and then move into that space and then I become offensive
1: Mm. yep so Really what I have to understand is the hierarchy of offense versus defense and then the important sort of concepts inside of that. Yes. It's going to take more than one lesson, man. No, it's not. (laughs) No? It's not. You're overthinking things already. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: I will simplify it for you. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's what I uh, need, man. Uh, Simple. Let's just go the Dadaher style. yep There's uh, four four um, main areas. Okay. Each of those main areas has five subsets. Each of those five subsets has 16 subset Now lines. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I had lying. me hook, uh, hook line yeah, and sinker, man. I, I, I said Dadaher, and okay. your eyes no, man, lit you, up. You had me, man. <laughs>
0: Man, I was taking notes. I was, yeah. like, like, this shit down. I was so like, That was oh, the first yeah, lesson I take notes, man.
2: That guy's a genius. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a little bit different.
0: <laughs> that was cool. Like, Chong, you got to give yourself a bit more credit. You got a blue belt. I know, man. I stole it. <laughs> I saw somebody's backyard, man. get it?
1: Um, so, the markets down at Rock Lee, <laughs> <laughs> they were having a flash sale. So,
2: so I think, no, no. I, well, I think that's where I got my black belt. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I
1: think I saw you
2: there, man.
0: It's <laughs> because you got that new gi, you just wanted to yeah, man. I had, to, I had to get a white gi now because so I had a blue belt, though, man.
1: <laughs> where did you really do get your, your blue belt. Who is your. Uh... Uh, Vicench and oh. Paulie gave me my blue belt.
2: Nothing wrong with that. They're very legitimate coaches. Yeah. They're very legitimate uh, practitioners. Of yeah, jiu-jitsu. I love
1: training with those guys, man. I I, um, I do obviously work with Shen too, um, but I do a lot of sort of more no gi grappling. Yeah. Um, and no one ever
2: did anything in no gi. Yeah, no. Hey.
1: There's no, <laughs> no nobody got into that's do it a dead end road.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I really do um, enjoy. I just I don't I don't really discriminate against gear or no gear or whatever. Like I just if I can get on the mats, man, I'm getting on the mats. Like that's basically it. like any time on the mats for me right, nowadays is highly treasured <laughs> time away. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, wrapping it up here. Wrapping it up to. What we'd like to uh, finish off with will be a technique of the week that we're going to ask you to help demonstrate. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, straight up. All right. Have you got anything in particular you want to look at? Um, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out when we're on the, when we're on the carpet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I vacuumed the carpet just Brand before, new so. carpet, by the way. Oh, yeah. Just got this carpet. It's looking putted. fantastic,
1: it's man. I've never seen this office look so good before, man.
0: I like the it's orange. Yeah, nice, oh, thank you. No, I really
1: do. Yeah. New logo there, too the nice little, cool. eight, nice little eight just a little bit of extras nice
0: little eight there and,
2: so, and the pool table that's very important <laughs> to have do it
0: in it office how sick is that right yeah I mean, did you see the podcast with um, Addison on yes, it yes I did yeah. oh you want me to throw you <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, should have worn a yeah, suit please throw him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw him man I <laughs> came <laughs> straight from the gym <laughs> <laughs> that's alright no, uh, um, I'm actually the videographer
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm the uh, yeah, yeah I'm the director conveniently I'm the director
0: do it again I didn't get
1: that angry. do it again I need four more angles. Uh, It was about an hour later. It's like, my hips can't do four more angles, man. (laughs) Uh,
0: So in in closing and just wrapping up, um, tonight's podcast, uh, definitely. Thank you very much for popping in, Nick. Really appreciate it. Thanks Nick. Are there any words or last words that you'd like to, uh, do shout outs to thank anything you want to plug? Wow. There's so many brands and people
2: (laughs) and everything that have, have really helped me in my journey. Um, Wow, I, I I mean, yeah, I've I've mentioned all the names, the Kitches, the 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 Craig Jonases, uh, the Lachlan Giles, he gets a real name because he's a gentleman, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and and you know, back to the Peter Devine days, I yep. uh, wouldn't have have continued without him either. Um, ah, wow, you know if if you're looking for for equipment anything like that I would suggest that you check out my Facebook coaches page it's about to launch Uh, because there's some I share a lot of uh, the the products that I use the products that I recommend whether it's DVDs or equipment um, online products whatever it is Uh, I do try and share them Um, I wouldn't say that any of them are sponsors, but they're just... uh, Oh, they're endorsements. They're they're, even better. They're very valued people in my journey. Yeah, excellent. Uh, A lot of Australian brands. Um, I'm going to shout out to uh, Fight Life Australia. Great brand. They're supporting a lot of um, martial arts in Australia, Uh, from jiu-jitsu to MMA. Uh, I see them at Thai fights, everything like that. Great company they're a good bunch that Fight Life
0: bunch fantastic bunch I think if you log on there you can use Dojo Life yeah, have, as a <laughs> code still you get 10%, 10% off 10% off man
2: wow 10% that's amazing
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh <laughs>
2: I, I suggest everyone should do that. They've got a, a huge range of... Um, oh, of course, you got a code that you want to use instead. We no, can, no, we can your cut code out. is fine. Um, <laughs> uh, just cut his grass. <laughs> your code is fine. Your code is fine. Uh, I, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're doing uh, jiu-jitsu or, or MMA, boxing. Like They've got a lot of products there that are going to help you out. Yep. Um, uh, you know, Even if you're doing cut-man work, And uh, they do have Cutman kits. And I will give a little shout out to the uh, Australian Cutman Association, which I may or may not be the vice president of. Oh, wow. Uh, That's (laughs) awesome, man. So we provide the Cutman to a lot of the fight shows in Queensland. Uh, We do do
0: courses. I'm not sure when the next one's coming up. No way. Let me know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chung oh, well. wants to do it. Yeah, man. Like, it fits I'm legit. him. If, well, he, he's a rapper, so he needs that shit. He needs need some cuts. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you you <laughs> probably haven't heard like gangsters don't run in shit, yeah. so he just needs <laughs> Exercise bikes all there's, day. <laughs> there's
2: also some great brands coming out from Melbourne. Uh, you should definitely uh, check them out. You've got Hooks. We have got Atlas. They're great uh, jujitsu products. And um, uh, from uh, Queensland, New South Wales. Uh, Brass um, which is another great company uh, I fully support them as well mm. they're doing some good things um, definitely have a look at all of those things check them out maybe if you want to learn some jujitsu as well you can check out um, BJJ Fanatics uh, it's a great company they're putting out a lot of quality DVDs uh, they've just released John Danaher's for example into oh. um, the leg lock system I think it's called Uh, but they stock in Kit Kits uh, they're stocking Craig's they're stocking Lachlan Giles new DVD high percentage uh, neck attacks something like that really good uh, DVD with a lot of um, attacks from head arm triangle position I call it the head arm triangle position because a lot of these are building a triangle around the head with your arms so you know uh, check them out, definitely. BJJ
0: Fanatics. I'm looking at it right now. He's <laughs> <just> ordering. <laughs> it's gonna, is it gonna Sorry evolve? guys, I'm, I'm going offline now. Gonna <laughs> gonna over order again. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> Can you pick up the... Um, they
2: produce a lot of good, like really quality DVDs. Uh, Bernardo Furia, he's got a new DVD out on there.
1: Where are they based? Oh, I'm
2: pretty sure they're in the US. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I would say they're in the US anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then, like they, like I said, they're they're stocking Kitts, who, yeah. and he's done his production himself. Yeah. Uh, they're stocking Craig's. He's done it through BJJ Fanatics. They're stocking Lachlan's. Who's done it through BJJ Fanatics. Uh, if you were uh, lucky enough to get on board and order uh, John Danaher's, uh, he's just finished reshooting it. Yep. So you can actually pick up both copies if you've already got one copy.
1: Oh wow. Yeah, it's yeah, a couple
2: of extra details and uh, new audio. He wasn't happy with the audio and thought that he could add a few more details too.
1: Man, I could have helped out there. You Get should some have. Some dodgy leads and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> that was using mics. this mic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> on, the <Man>. iPhone, <laughs> on the iPhone, <laughs> you're about to be a shot. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to shoot no, a DVD they, series
2: now. <laughs> they are actually really good quality DVD sets. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but that's why John... Decided to call across and,
0: and reshoot it. Sick. Sure. Excellent. Cool. Nick, thanks for your time. And, and they want to hit you up for a private lesson. How do they get a hold of you? The crowd, the fans. The
2: Facebook. Facebook, Instagram. Um, what,
0: what is it? What's your Facebook address?
2: My Facebook address. If you just type in Nick Barker N-I- and you're involved in Jiu-Jitsu. N-I-C. see, um, N-I-C. Okay. No K. Uh, there's no K in my name, except for the Barker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, um, So it's N-I-C-B-A-R-K-E-R. Do and you also um, sort of take on, like do introductory lessons for just people who are just being introduced to Jiu-Jitsu as in, like what I was saying before, just somebody that with no knowledge of Jiu-Jitsu at all?
2: No, that's what I've got students for. Mm, true. <laughs> it's very true. I,
1: I, I have some some very good uh
2: blue purple brown belts okay um that that actually uh get a lot out of introducing yep. the f- the foundations for jiu jitsu okay uh they do so, it in the style that I've taught them um so
1: okay so if if I, if I was to refer um you know anybody that was interested in jiu jitsu then you'd be able to go oh, okay you know you'd be able to point to uh, one look, of your students
2: Generally, I'd say maybe 20, 30 messages a week on Facebook or Instagram are people asking for advice on where they should be training. Um, And I'm always happy to give my honest opinion. Yep. Um, And it's based, my opinion is based on the feedback that I've got from from the clientele Mm. at at those gyms. Okay. Um, And every gym's got their own different style. Yep and location which is more important yeah this whole uh, you know if I, if I move you know 100 kilometers away and you expect me to come back and train at your gym that's, that's insane yeah but then to label me crionch
0: and creatine is that <laughs> <laughs> I keep, you call it creatine and uh, <laughs> criont
2: to uh to label me as some kind of a traitor for doing that? That's insane. Yeah. It's like that loyalty in jiu shouldn't really exist. For me, I'm a service provider. You yeah. pay me for a service. Yeah. And that is all.
1: Yeah. The yeah. same way... The same way
2: a mechanic is. Mm. You break away 500k's away from home and your mechanic doesn't ring you and say, you bring that car back to <laughs> me. You don't go see another mechanic and you don't listen to that. Yeah. You go to the closest mechanic.
1: Yeah. Right. to yeah.
2: do anything else would be stupid <laughs> <laughs> you, you're buying and, and, and hey you find a better mechanic in the same area you go to that mechanic
1: <laughs> I feel like this is going to be
0: another podcast
1: right? we <laughs> started part 2 of this podcast alright <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: now we don't have time for that but we very much thank you very much for your time Nick thank and you we'll awesome look. Nick appreciate right. it man thank you so much speak soon guys thank you for listening to another episode of Dojo Life with Chung and the Cheer, and Can't wait to, uh, don't Don't don't,